I'm going to talk about some items in the collection which illustrate women's activism in seeking to change society. These are banners of various local groups of the Women's Christian Temperance Union of New South Wales. The temperance movement was a worldwide attempt to make home life safer for women and children by promoting abstinence from alcohol, as families were often the victims of male alcoholics. The temperance movement began in America, and a National Australian Union was formed in May 1891 in Melbourne for the purpose of federating the existing colonial unions. That meeting is thought to be the first interstate gathering of women's organisations in Australia, and the WCTU was the first national women's organisation in the country. Involvement in the temperance cause introduced many women to political life. However, the temperance women had a broader agenda, including agitating for women to have the right to vote. They also collected money for worthy causes, notably during the First World War when they raised funds to supply ambulances to the troops. This magazine, titled The Dawn, a journal for the household, was printed and published by Louisa Lawson in Sydney in 1899. She was the mother of Henry Lawson, but was better known as one of the most prominent activists for women's rights. The magazine was published monthly for 17 years and was produced entirely by women, much to the opposition of male unionists who did not allow women as members at the time. She founded the Dawn Club in 1889 and was deeply involved in the New South Wales Women's Suffrage League and used the magazine to canvass women's issues, along with household hints and articles of general interest. It's interesting to note that both the WCTU and Louisa Lawson used the flannel flower as a motif. Was this perhaps a subtle nod to the sisterhood? This handmade stand is a protest banner in unusual form. The stand is made of branches wired together to form a gate with the words Kelly's Bush and decorated with dried flowers and leaves. Kelly's Bush was the last remaining era of natural bush on the upper reaches of the Parramatta River in Hunters Hill. When it was scheduled for a housing development, a group of local housewives who were opposed to the development joined with the Militant Builders Labourers Federation in 1971 to defend the area. What became known as the Battle for Kelly's Bush resulted in the world's first green ban. The women from this well-to-do suburb were not who you would expect to be clashing with police, but the concern of local residents for the environment and cooperation with the BLF led to wider environmental protests which saved not only Kelly's Bush, but much of Sydney's natural and historic built heritage. The stand was used at an awareness-raising event and was made from fallen wood from Kelly's Bush. You and future generations can enjoy a walk in Kelly's Bush thanks to their efforts. Here are two items from the Vietnam moratorium protests in the early 70s. Badges featuring the symbol of the Australian moratorium movement were produced in their tens of thousands in a variety of colours. They were produced not only for the wearer to identify their support for the moratorium, but were sold to raise funds for the campaign. The protests were the largest public demonstrations in Australia's history at the time, due to growing opposition across society to the government's commitment to the Vietnam War and conscription in particular. Mothers, grandmothers and sisters who would not normally have participated in political demonstrations joined the protests blocking city streets to object to their boys being drafted into the war. This rare metal pendant in the shape of the moratorium symbol is a memento of that tumultuous time. There were many outstanding protest posters produced by Australian artists and designers during the 1970s and 80s, which was a time of major political and social change. Although designed and printed by a man, Ralph Sawyer, this poster celebrates the United Nations Decade for Women, 
which focused on policies and issues impacting women, such as pay equity, gendered violence and human rights. This resulted in women's departments being established by governments and various programs and funds being set up within the UN specifically directed at improving the lives of women. The government began to require organisations to include reporting on women's participation in their workforce, and there was heated debate on the merits of affirmative action to achieve gender equality. Here is another poster from that period. It is promoting films about women and work, encouraging women to join a union to improve their lot. The message is rather more strident, and as we will see, women seem to have heeded the message to be less polite. On January 21, 2017, the day after Donald Trump was elected President of the United States, more than a million supporters of women's rights and anti-Trump protesters descended on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. Many wore the pink pussy hat, a knitted, crocheted or sewn hat with cat's ears to show their solidarity for the rights of all women. Founded in California in late 2016, the Pussy Hat Project is a grassroots movement which embodies a social process known as craftivism. As the name suggests, craftivism combines craft with activism as a way of collectively expressing social and political ideas. The pattern for the hat was made available on the internet and the hat started appearing all around the world. This one was made for the museum's collection by leading Australian feminist writer and social commentator, Dr. Anne Summers A.O. Women became bolder and the long-standing campaign for reproductive rights came to a head in New South Wales in 2019 when a conscience vote was held in Parliament on the Abortion Law Reform Act. A community group called Our Bodies, Our Choices created jewellery such as these earrings, badges, placards, slogans and social media campaigns to raise awareness that abortion remained a criminal act in New South Wales. This sign was also part of their campaign. After much debate, Parliament removed abortion from the criminal law to regulate it as a women's health issue. The Me Too movement, which erupted in America and the treatment of women in the Australian Parliament, galvanised women, culminating in the March for Justice in Canberra in 2021. Marches were also held in other cities across the country. The museum has some objects made by participants. This sign was handmade by one of the marchers reusing a cardboard carton. And this mask featuring the marcher's slogan, Enough is Enough, was made and worn by another participant and is a sober reminder that the marches were held despite the COVID-19 epidemic. This sign was also designed and made by a participant who explained why it was important to go on the march. I am a born feminist, but I was also brought up as a feminist. I go by the dictionary definition of feminism, the advocacy of women's rights on the ground of equality of the sexes. Women have been asking politely for decades for respect and we're not getting it. Enough is enough. You can see her anger in the design in which Miss Pac-Man is chomping on misogyny one letter at a time. On the back of the sign she has written, stay mad and get elected. Voters must have been paying attention as we now have six women independent teals in our national parliament.